1: Hello and welcome back. I am here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my delightful friend Amber. And this is The Road to Tarvalin today, episode four Blood Feeds Blood. Blood <laughs> Calls <laughs> <Tar-Vallin>. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally that feel. <laughs> Yeah, I love kicking off the episode with a little bit of dark prophecy. Yeah. If I recall correctly, straight from The Great Hunt, these are the it words is. that I think mm-hmm. are written in the prison wall mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Paran Fane's
0: mm-hmm.
1: his apartment, his suite.
0: His suite at Faldara. His
1: suite in Faldara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they pulled out all the stops for him. <laughs>
1: Oh. Yeah, I appreciate this opening scene with Ishan... Well, spoilers, right? we right. spo- I full, mean... Full, full, full
0: spoilers. Full spoilers, <laughs> full spoilers. It has to be.
1: I mean, we know that he is no longer the Dark One because right. Morayne has even said, you know, we didn't seal the Dark One, we didn't defeat him. Yep. We let his strongest lieutenant free. Yes, so.
0: yes. And, you know... With this opening and with where Ishamael is and then how everything goes down, this is a seal, right? This is another seal?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if this is, like, one of the seals or if this is Ishamael actually, like, breaking down the door of the prison in Ghul mm. to, like, release the other forsaken.
0: Oh, wow. So, okay, so what I've been kind of contemplating is if the seals, okay, so in the books we have the seals weakening and then we fear like the dark one being set free. If we're going to do like a limited number of Forsaken, do you think that they might attach them? No, that wouldn't make sense to attach them to the, sh- to the seals because then we wouldn't have all of the Forsaken until like the very end of the season.
1: We might get something like him being able to pull them out one by one as they're needed.
0: Yeah. So I think I think because that, no, go ahead, please go ahead.
1: Well, this aligns with the book order for the most part, if mm-hmm. we're discounting Aganor and Bilal. Bethemal, Bethemal,
0: yeah, or Balal. Uh, Is it? I think it's Bethemal. I think you're right.
1: Okay, in book one, where mm-hmm. they show up at the Eye of the World, but yeah. I mean, with with this, it works. Mm-hmm. Pulling Lanfear out, mm-hmm. I do like the visuals quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell he's like really enjoying this like Mm -hmm. him pulling her through like Mm -hmm. he's so relaxed and Mm -hmm. so just kind of like cherishing this moment Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: again like I really appreciate this actor just Mm -hmm. for a I don't know how to say his name Ferris Ferris Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't know (laughs) but it was just a nice scene and it's pulling in some of these darker elements which Mm -hmm makes me really hopeful for some of the bubbles of evil and some Mm. of the stuff like that
0: well and i mean just to have her like basically dripping blood like through her hair and that crouch position as she starts to stand up it's creepy
1: it is it is Mm -hmm. it's not like over the top because if you know Mm -hmm. if you go too far into it it's You get into, like, B slasher movie. You know what I mean? You really do. And you know what? I remember when this scene, like,
0: came out in, like, one of the teasers, like, forever ago. And I think one of the things that I was kind of hoping it would be was that scene in Teleron Teleronriod where, like, Rand. I think it's Rand. It's either Rand or Perrin. But, like, someone in Teleron Teleronriod has, like, their skin ripped off of them. And I was, like, wondering if this was, like, a, a glimpse into, like the potential dark things that can happen in the world of dreams. But, you know, I'm fine with the land for your resurrection as well, too. That's fine.
1: That's fine. Yeah, it, it works. It works. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It's a good merging of books to show. Like,
0: you know, okay, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest takeaway from the shows up to this point has been this really kind of amazing blend of taking the source material in all kinds of directions but also having certain scenes that feel like they came straight from the page and I have just really like I feel like that balance is impressive I know a lot of people were kind of turned off by the first season and the fact that things aren't exactly like the book and things along those lines but I really hope that maybe some of those people will come back and really appreciate the second season for those moments that feel like they come straight from the page. Like, it's really fun.
1: Agreed. So should we move forward with the next scene with Maureen?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Maureen's sister?
1: What a shocker. Like, we knew that Moraine's sister was Moraine's sister because of mm-hmm. the casting. Mm-hmm. Leak, I guess. I don't know. The announcement—it wasn't an official mm-hmm. announcement, but information in- was shared.
2: Information was <laughs> shared. But
1: what's interesting about this, and what's exciting about this, is it's not Maureen's older sister; it's Mm-mm. her younger sister. So it's again, her younger sister. We're moving forward with, on top of this information, with showing Leandrin's eighty, ninety-year-old son. Right. Now we have some more imagery to kind of like get it through new viewers' heads. Like, look, these women are not aging at a normal rate. Mm -hmm. And we get more information about this later on, kind of sprinkled in. But Mm -hmm. it's nice to see something like that because this comes up even in the episode watching your loved ones and watching everyone age. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. around
1: you changes Mm -hmm. you yeah but Leandrin's when she's talking to nynaeve Nynaeve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you do get that sense that people kind of lose their humanity she's telling nynaeve Mm -hmm. like do you know how we do it you find something in your life to hold on to and then when that's gone you find something else Mm -hmm. and I think this feels like a good way to bring in not only that the White Tower is different because of their political and just Mm. pretty much worldly like domination, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. when you have this group of people, this entire like society to themselves who Mm -hmm. act in a certain way, who age differently, it changes Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, and you become mm -hmm. something. A little bit less than your previous self and mm. you can kind of understand why the eyes and I are so cavalier about things mm. and I'm not saying that it's a good thing but <laughs> or trying to right. make an excuse like this is why they act this way but no it makes sense and as it a does. show watcher trying to put my book reader Mm-hmm. I patch on. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain that, but it, it does a lot of it does a lot of good trying to set the stage for this world. I agree. And if I hadn't read the books, this would make things make sense to me. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to watch. People's Mm -hmm. actions and motivations and personalities being what they are because of a reason. And it makes sense. And it's believable.
0: Yeah. I think it'll help explain their actions a little bit more to viewers. Or at least add a layer of nuance to it. Instead of thinking about them like they are normal, quote unquote normal people of magic. That age slowing is a Mm -hmm. is a two edged sword, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't I don't mind that in some ways it also makes the Aes Sedai seem more human in some ways too.
1: Vulnerable.
0: Yeah. I don't know. As we can talk about it more when we get to the scene with Lyandrin and Nynaeve because I think that, I mean, <laughs> of all the people, to be comforting Nynaeve and having this like almost tender conversation with her, I was not expecting it to be Lyandrin. But there we are. So we can get to that later.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in season one, she calls her a snake. Nynaeve calls right? Lyandrin a snake. Yeah, and it's fitting. it's fitting mm-hmm. because she is kind of an awful person, as mm-hmm. we will see.
0: <laughs> I'm so curious about her backstory in the TV show, like, what has brought her to the place where she is?
1: Yeah. and I, I yeah. mean, with this with this episode, we can pretty much confirm Leandrin is... Either Black Aja or Dark Friend or whatever you want to call it because mm-hmm. of what goes down with Min and Matt. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a really exciting episode. All of these pieces moving to kind of their. I mean, this is right in the middle of the season. So we're mm-hmm. setting up the chessboard and we're like, now totally. we're getting into endgame stuff. Totally. And this is most likely why this episode really feels like it's setting the stage but it wasn't Mm -hmm. boring
0: it really wasn't i think in so many ways it feels like the books where you have like parents chapter and Rand's chapter and this chapter and that chapter but they're just like the different scenes of the the tv show and i mean i know that's how tv shows work and everything but to like line it up with the reading of the book in the same way it just feels kind of i like finding things that overlay in that in that way
1: yeah so just a small note here on this scene with moraine and her sister yeah. she says it's been decades moraine sit Six. Oh, she says sit i thought she said six i think sit <laughs> okay like sit down because if they're if they're 6 decades apart i feel like she would look a little bit i mean the gap between them would be well okay i now i see what you mean now i see what you mean <laughs> if it was
0: 6 decades yeah like like maybe she was still like
1: if she hasn't know, been like, home in 60 years her sister should be dead
0: <laughs> you, maybe yeah you're right on that as well yeah but sit makes sense too, because she's angry and she wants Maureen to sit down mm-hmm. for tea.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just I love the whole look of this set in Kyrian and their Thank estate. You. It's yes. beautiful. The painting of her and her younger sister. Like it it just really it it felt like we have Maureen Sedai who is, you know, single focused. She's mm-hmm just she can't be she can't be brought down to the real world almost she's got blinders Mm-mm. on and for her to mm-hmm. have this for her to have just this little moment where she's sitting and looking at an old dollhouse and i think mm. she opens up a cigar case or maybe that's, that's like a like. two rivers tobacco maybe it's like Ooh. something a nod to the two rivers fun but just this whole setup with her room and like ripping off the um this like, like blanket that's cloths. covering the mirrors and yeah mm-hmm. it's just it's cool to see her have a second of recognition mm-hmm. of who she is and where she's from because mm-hmm. we don't get that with moraine in the books Mm-mm. and unless no. unless you're reading new spring <laughs> you get it like a, a younger a younger side of her but she doesn't go home in the books Mm-mm. and No. We've questioned whether she would ever do that. And our Mm -hmm. our immediate response is no. Maureen would never Mm -hmm. go back to Kyrie. And that's just not in her. And Mm -mm. in this context, it's not in her. We see clear as day that this isn't somewhere that she wants to be. She's not here to reminisce about the past and make small talk. Mm -hmm. She's there to Mm -hmm. get her things, get she needs wine to go that uh, schmooze Logane. <laughs> right but right right it seems like that's just what she was there for wine and then going out the door so it, mm-hmm. it makes sense again like check another you know tick off my list like that it works it works
0: yeah I like it as well there's like a drop later on where Maureen's sister says that her son is marrying the queen her little her little sister I have a feeling it's going to be like far more than like we necessarily think of her at the beginning. Their character development this season, I feel, has been really good.
1: Yeah, it gives a lot for Moraine to do and for Rosamund Pike to act. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a good scene. It's a good plot point for these mm-hmm. women. I like it.
0: Yeah, and like you said, sets sets on this one for me, and costumes. The Kyrianin like Kyrian sets style. are
1: so cool. They are Agreed. so good, so good for I everyone love- who was like, "Man, I don't know if the sets look very good from the trailer," but I, I have—I think they look that. pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing like my a- high voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next part is where Rand and—I mean, if we're good for moving on to the next part, yes, yes. Okay, so I think that like, the next part is rand is cleaning up the burned in and Celine is like oh it's my fault i didn't snuff the candles or whatever it is that she says mm-hmm. yeah how nice of her to try to take the blame off his shoulders i guess i guess <laughs> i guess i don't know i just don't even know <laughs>
1: It's. I mean, their relationship is what it is, right? Like we know, we <laughs> know who Selena is. We know mm-hmm. what she's all about. So it's mm-hmm. easy to kind of just be like, "All right." But I do think it's interesting that she's like, "Oh, my family has a cabin in Kinslayer's Dagger. Let's go." Mm-hmm. And okay, Ken. Um, but there's something interesting about it being in Kinslayer's Dagger. I love that. It's almost like she's bringing him somewhere to where she thinks he can connect with, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it does. And maybe she's hoping to see something in him recognize this place. hmm So,
0: yeah. Do you want to talk about, I mean, we don't have to, but the wig? That Natasha O'Keefe
1: is wearing. It seems like a bit much. (laughs) I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think that the problem with wigs is that most of the time they look like wigs. To me. Just to me specifically because I've worked with wigs for about a decade. Mm -hmm. And I know how hard it is for for them to sometimes fit on uh-huh. some people. Like I have a really teeny tiny little head. So like <laughs> if I wear a wig, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. huge. Like if I if I wear like a baseball hat, mm-hmm. I'm buying a children's size. That's how tiny mm-hmm. my head is. So <laughs> you have that issue some of the times with people. And also mm-hmm. if you know what their normal hair looks like. So for example, Rosamund Pike has... Very, you know, it looks like fine, but a lot of hair Mm -hmm. and it's lighter. So when she throws Mm -hmm. on a darker wig that is that has a lot of hair Mm -hmm. to someone who follows her and knows what she looks like, you know, that's not her hair. Right. Right. But with Natasha's hair, she's she has dark hair. I -hmm. just think that it was a it was a maybe a little bit not quite fitting. Right. But. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's
0: fine, but to me, it looks like it could be like a pound or two lighter. Like, it just feels like so much hair. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Lanphier slash Celine has long, thick, perfect hair. We get it. You guys made that happen. But it just feels like a bit much to me. Yeah, mean. she never I mean- wears, no, nope, she does wear it back that one time in the Kyrian Palace.
1: Yeah, but it would be nearly impossible to have someone already have the hair that they're looking oh, for yeah, for Lanfear. Yeah. Like growing your for hair sure. out that long, you can't Take do that, that in a ever. year, even two right. years. So yeah. no. there's only one option and that's either mm-hmm. a wig or extensions. And sometimes mm-hmm. extensions can be damaging. So like you don't mm-hmm. want to put that on your actress.
0: Right, yeah. I get it. I get it. I approve overall. It's just it's the one it's the one thing that I don't know why it just it kind of jars me in each scene that she's in. I'm like just I just keep looking at her hair. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yep.
0: That's me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so to, ta- to Tarvalan we go. Ooh. I mean, yes. Yeah. Like speaking of scenes and sets and everything, I mean, I know Nynaeve is in a rough spot, but her new room is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see she got the upgrade.
0: Mm hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, she did go through quite the ordeal to get it. So,
1: yeah, she's, she's...
0: certainly earned it.
1: Yeah, and we have Egwene coming to her door and <laughs>
0: honey cakes.
1: Probably yeah, Nynaeve crazy. is standoffish, but mm-hmm. at the same time, Egwene doesn't realize what she just went through. Mm-hmm. And we know that Nynaeve just lost an entire life. Like, she yep. believed that this whole life was real, mm-hmm. so she was in the arches for years. Yep. And then years. she comes out of it, and it's like, oh, okay, well, shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you react? Yeah, it's a, It's a rough place for these two women to be in for their relationship but yeah as we see they they join forces later on so it's okay it's okay guys it'll be okay
0: everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine it is also like the difference between accepted and novice where a queen is observing nynaeve's ring her acceptance ring She's like, how does it feel? Like, that's what she's focused on. Like, she wants that ring, and she's not necessarily entirely focused on what Nynaeve has experienced. She can't possibly understand what Nynaeve has been through until she goes through the arches herself, I think. Yeah. And that hug, where, like, Nynaeve's hands just start to come up to, like, hug a queen after a queen's been holding her. Like, the emotion in that scene is really well done.
1: Yeah, because Egwene is saying, you know, it wasn't real. Don't worry, it wasn't real. And that's heart-wrenching mm-hmm. to Nynaeve. Yeah. That's yeah. like saying all of these things that you cared about and there don't yep. matter.
0: Yep. But yeah. Egwene
1: can't possibly know that she's saying the wrong thing in this moment. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And I mean the Aes are no guide either. Like, they're like, just just forget that it happened. Move mm-hmm. on. And encourage other people to forget that it happened and move on. So... I think she's kind of following the example of the tower poor thing
1: yeah we move to alana and her warders who are having like a very communal living situation cute
0: cute <laughs> cute did you not want to be there i was like i want to hang out there i want the outfits i want the sandals i want the banter it was really fun
1: no i am an introvert that looked exhausting <laughs>
0: I mean, I also, like, land on the introvert scale, but when it comes to, like, family meal stuff like that, I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. So we have Alana and her warders going back to the tower, and we are telling Lan here, like, look. Nynaeve is going through the arches fastest than anyone's ever done since Cad Swain Sedai. But Lan isn't looking to repeat his failures and right. make, you know, new bonds with people and maybe not right. live up to what he thinks he could live up to. Yeah. Two things from this moment. The first thing is this is the second time in this season that we have name-dropped Cad Swain Sedai. The first I is with- was
0: thinking the same thing.
1: Elaine mm-hmm. and the next mm-hmm. was with the warder or with Alana mm-hmm. and that makes me think that we might get a cat's toy next season. Hopefully. definitely. Hopefully. I mean
0: <laughs> I don't think that they would be dropping her name this much if we weren't like expected to get ready to meet her.
1: Right? Exactly. That's my takeaway. And I exactly. love that idea.
0: I love the idea of accelerating Catswain's entry into rand's life yeah and i mean even if like she's dropped in kind of late in the season and it's not necessarily her with rand but like kind of how she maneuvers through the books to get to rand i also like that
1: yeah the other thing that I just wanted to touch on is she says, I wish you could have known Moraine before she met you. Yes. And she's explaining yes. how Moraine has changed. Something mm-hmm. in her turned to ice. Mm-hmm. Did you get the impression that this was
0: mm-hmm. calling
1: back to the guitar Moroso moment?
0: Y- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The time period, okay. the reaction to it, how that absolutely has to change her approach to everything she thought she was going to do. Plus, the realization that the dragon is going to be reborn during your lifetime cannot possibly mm-hmm. be like a happy fun discovery like woohoo. Like chilled to the bone in a way right. that it, like shows on the outside. So yes, right. I absolutely think that that's what that's referring to. I wish they would yeah. have given like more mm-hmm. information around like the time period that, because we just get that it happened like twenty years ago, and I mean, book readers are aware of things that happened twenty years ago in this series, but but like, they might
1: not, they might not because a lot of people don't, think don't so? read new, a lot of people don't read New Spring. That's so. true.
0: I guess I was thinking about like the I Yield War, like being twenty years ago, and like other little things that get dropped in. I think New Spring does the best of like really drawing out what that plot line looks like but little pieces of it get dropped throughout the series too I think. Yeah. But yeah, they might not either. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and for people who haven't read the books that are listening to this, mm-hmm. if we go back to the time before Moraine met Lan, there was an Aes Sedai who had a prophecy in front of Moraine and Suan Sanche, and because of this prophecy, Moraine pretty much just changed and made Finding the Dragon Reborn her number one goal and calling in life. So that's this moment that we think Alana is telling Lan about right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So we move back to Moraine, and she's in her old room looking at things. She's going to go directly mm-hmm. to the hospital to visit okay. Logan. Um, or Well, first she wants to find Rand, and he's missing. So then she goes to Loghain, and mm-hmm. she asks if he's started training him yet. Yeah. And <laughs> I love this because it really shows how much Moraine set up for them. Like mm-hmm. Rand gets put in this place, Logan gets put in this place, and she's really just paired them up. <laughs> And it's so typical. So typical.
0: How did she do this? It seems obvious that Maureen is responsible for Loghain being moved to Kyrian, which answers one of the questions that I think we asked before. It was like, how did he get there? Who made that happen? But Mm -hmm. when did she do that? Like, she was exiled from the tower, like, almost as soon as she arrived at the tower. So how did she maneuver getting Loghain removed from the tower, brought to Kyrian?
1: I'm sure she could have gotten word to Swan Sanche and Swan got him moved.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. Swan would be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. That, I can buy that. I can buy that. Thanks. Because I was like, I just don't know how she did it. And how would she know that she was going to be in Kyrian? Mm-hmm. How did she know Rand was going to land in Kyrian? Like, there are a lot of ifs behind this. Even if it does feel as though like she's pulled all of these strings together and now she's standing with, like, the key to Loghain. Like, I'm going to tempt you with releasing yourself from this life you live if you help me. Yeah. What an offer.
1: So we move back to the White Tower and we have a scene with Egwene and Elaine and Egwene is talking about Nynaeve and saying something's changed between us. Yeah. And I think Elaine is like, well, yeah. Right? She's like <laughs> Things have <dumb>. changed. Stats. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just yeah. they're cute. I I love any scene with Elaine in it. Really. Really. She is just, Oh, uh, I can't wait to get to the next few like episodes because mm-hmm. I feel like she's So important, and I feel like she's just kind of been on the back burner so far in the first four episodes.
0: They're teasing us, like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, audiences (laughs) who don't know Elaine's story are just like, okay, the daughter heir of Andor. By the end of the season, I think they're all gonna be like hardcore Elaine fans, like, just thinking of what Elaine. Has to do what she's going to go through. I am excited. I can't wait to get to the fauna scenes.
1: Agreed. Mm. We have Nynaeve in the warder yard, and she is like catnip to these young warders in training.
0: Right? Right? She Everybody her, knows. That dude is like, hey, hi, I can train with need you. Need a warder?
1: <laughs> I hope you don't choose need red, by the way. Please don't choose need a warder?
0: Wink, wink. <laughs> subtle, 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 yeah. my guy.
1: <laughs> and then Leandrin's in it. the background and gets a note. What do you think the note was about? Do you think it was men or? Oh, I
0: think it's the news that she takes to Leanne later. Or is that like mm. the next scene? I think okay. that's what she's getting is news about attacks in the West. And she's mm-hmm. got her like oh and probably the information about uh the capture of the shinaran soldiers and the information about the ogier that she shares with Nynaeve later i bet that's where all of that stuff is coming from
1: it just seems like an odd choice for the red aja to be like all eyes and ears up in here i would love like the news aspects to be coming through like the blue aja pipeline <laughs> because
0: <laughs> i suddenly had like the the ding, the ding, ding, ding! Like the typing, like quick news flash, swirling newspaper thing happen inside my head as we're talking about, like the Blue Aja pipeline of news. Little yeah. boxes fluttering everywhere with fedoras and notes in there. No, that really yeah,
1: <laughs> but Leandrin says if she falls, you'll fall with her. And mm-hmm. girl, that that's a threat. That is a threat. It sure is. It
0: sure is.
1: More on that later.
0: (laughs) There are definitely some moments that feel foreshadowy. Like, is this wishful thinking? Or
1: so, Perrin and Elias.
0: Mm -hmm. This is the scene where Elias like explains to Perrin what he is, right? Yeah, brother.
1: Yeah, he's like, "I am them, and so are you." And Perrin's Mm -hmm. like, "I'm gonna turn into a wolf," and he's like, "No, you (laughs) idiot." Truth. I love his reaction, though. I I love I love how they send the images. I love how they have done it in the show. I couldn't ask for anything more. I think Mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense visually to do it this way. I -hmm. love the buck, and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah, and we get like more background too. He's saying, you know we saved you and that girl from the white cloaks. And by right? the way, Perrin, you've been sending images of your mate that you lost every night when you sleep. We Wait. all see her. And I'm like, Ugh. And then, like, that's another little point for Perrin and Hopper to bond mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Hopper lost his mate. And, uh, Hopper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the whole, like... I am not ready for Hopper. I am not ready for it.
0: No. But I loved, loved, loved the way that Hopper shared his name with Perrin. So cute. so cute. It was so – this is one of those moments that feels like it's right from the books. Like, how else would you – would you kind of see that, like, in a visual way, unless it's kind of done the way that they've done it in the show? I think it's been – visualized really really well
1: i just wanted to be the person on set like dangling the treats to make hopper hop (laughs) i want that job please
0: you could be a wolf wrangler yes and treat giver that sounds that you know what that actually sounds like a really good profession for you you could be (laughs) introverted and hang out with wolves be amazing.
1: I don't think the dog for the show was a real wolf, but it was a little too small for that. Maybe.
0: You know what? I don't a tiny know. Hopper. Like, aren't there are different variations of wolves, right? Like smaller wolves than other wolves? I don't know anything about wolves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're I... pretty big. Like they're okay. they're pretty big. But I love how. When he gets the image of Hopper, he's like, oh, his name's Hopper. Mm-hmm. And Elias is like, eh, close, close enough. enough.
0: Close <laughs> enough, man. You're catching on. You'll get there.
1: Imagine if he said jumper.
0: <laughs> Book <laughs> fans would be like, this is bullshit. That would be it. Everyone would be leaving. They'd be like, "We, you know, we've, we've seen you do a lot. But this thing, take it back.
1: Unforgivable. Take it
0: back. Unforgivable. You didn't mean it, right? I you know what would have been really funny is if like he would have like kind of stumbled around with like a couple different ideas and then like landed on Hopper, like made people think like we were going to get a different name for a character we all really love.
1: Dancer, jumper, <laughs> leaps
0: around a lot. He who leaps. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, nah. Hopper. I love that it comes out right away. So cute. It was so cute. <sighs> Although that whole "you'll lose the taste for cooked flesh soon enough" from Elias to Perrin was like, oh, is Perrin just gonna be like a straight up like make it rare, 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 rare carnivore? Yeah,
1: I predict lots of gelatin
0: based <laughs>
1: steak meat in Marcus Rutherford's future. Yuck. I mean, that's what they, like, that's what it is. Oh, it's like I a know. giant, hairy bow yeah. gummy bear. Yeah. Like, Ugh. you could tell when Elias was eating it. And I was like, I know what that is, so I'm not grossed out.
0: Right. <laughs> right. I always think of, like, yeah. the behind the scenes for Game of Thrones with uh, the actress that plays Daenerys talking about having to eat the heart in that one scene and how it was one of those, like, gummy bear things and how she really did just want to vomit because it was so gross.
1: Ugh. You know what, you do is you don't eat all day and then, <laughs> like, you love it.
0: <laughs> You're like, yes. Nom, 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 nom. Just dig it into or,
1: it. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe Marcus will go full method acting. <laughs> Who can say? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hopes that, like, he doesn't get, like, what is it? Botulism or whatever it is that you can get from eating raw meat.
1: Yeah. So we go back to Land and the Waters, and the overall point of this scene is to kind of show that Land can find his way back to Moraine. Yeah. And he's considering that. Seems like that's what he's deciding. He's not going to kill himself. He's going to be all right. Yeah. So.
0: Hooray!
1: Flash forward to Moraine and Kyrian, and Rand's inn has burnt down. Then we move back to Rand and Celine, and she talks about her former lover, and which is
0: always cool when you're with your current lover. Everyone knows that. <laughs> right? Okay. Oh.
1: <laughs> But she talks about him being powerful and mm-hmm. confident, mm-hmm. but arrogant. Mm-hmm. And then we have the lines from Rand, Up here the world looks like it still fits together. I can believe that it's not broken. Mm. And I felt like that was a really good line, considering what the dragon did.
0: Right? And where they're standing. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those more, uh, more layered scenes with lots to think about. Like, what kinds of information is Selene actually dropping here for Rand and this world that we're in? Like, Varen's statement, the world has never, like, healed from the breaking.
1: So, Batten and Min, this was a nice little scene. Fun. Fun. I found myself getting really upset really, men in this scene. Oh. Yeah. Tell me oh, why. Oh, yeah.
0: I think I know why but I want to hear what you're going to say.
1: Well, when this is being set up, uh-huh. she's getting him drunk covertly, uh-huh. and then she goes to ask for a room in the attic, uh-huh. and she's meeting someone. I'm like, man, are they making men a dark friend? I asked the same Turns out, No. Okay. The answer is no, but... Really? Not even unwillingly? She didn't know, because when it's revealed that So, if we go to the end scene Mm -hmm. with Min, her last scene in this episode, Mm -hmm. it looks like she's dreaming with all of her aunts around her, her aunties. (laughs) And then we have Ishamael like bust through her dream or whatever it is. And he's like, hey, you know, no one escapes. Oh, no, no, no. Her aunties say no one escapes their fate. But then Mm Ishamael comes in and. He's like, hey, I'm here, and I'll go ahead and take away your visions. And she was under the impression that Leandrin would do it, not a forsaken, because she's like, you? No, 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 no. Yeah. And she believed that this would be some type of said eye thing, Mm -hmm. that they could heal her in a way, Mm -hmm. is what I took from it. But up until that point, until this line was given, I was like, oh my gosh, Men's a dark friend. Mm-hmm. Men's working with Leandrin. Mm-hmm. And no, like, she's doing this because, for one, she doesn't really know Matt. Like, right. she might know of him because of who he was with, his right. friends. Yeah. She probably has no idea that there's any harm going to really, like, come to him. Like, she's just there to, like, drop off a package. How would she know Leandrin is a dark friend or evil or whatever? Like, Matt has this totally wild backstory with him and the dagger. Like, he is a real threat. So, like, mm-hmm. that's all Leandrin would have had to say is, like, hey, he's a threat, get him out of here. Or, like, hey, the other said I want to study him. I'm doing him a favor, get him out of here. So I think that there's a lot of ways that they could play this, Leandrin could play this, to really get men to go along with this and not have any idea, you know, what was waiting for her mm-hmm. until it's too late.
0: Okay, so I agree with all of that. I guess my question then is when, so, okay, and this is why I'm asking like an unwilling dark friend, and there's a lot that goes into this question, I feel like. At the end of that dream sequence, Shamael is like, I want you to do this thing, I want you to ring Matt to Kyrian. And Min is like, what's in Kyrian? Which to me says that she has capitulated and that she's going to now take this direction that has been given to her by a self-proclaimed Forsaken. So whether she intended to, I'm pretty sure she didn't. She is now acting under the orders of Forsaken. And if you were to like tell somebody that, they would just automatically assume that you are a dark friend. And I'm just kind of wondering if this is how so many of our dark friends became dark friends, is like almost blackmailed into it and then somewhere along the way potentially brainwashed into it.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely multiple ways to join Mm-hmm. One being, I'm sure a lot of people just wanted power mm-hmm. and they didn't think that Tarman Gaiden was close. Right, they thought, yeah. eh, I'll live my life out. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, reap some rewards from mm-hmm. it. I'll be a little bit better off. Yeah. And who cares, right?
0: I mean, it's been centuries. Right. Your odds are pretty good <laughs> that you're not going right. to have to worry about anything bad.
1: And then there's people who actually know what they're doing and believe in what they are doing like dana mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah and then you
1: have someone like men where if you end up face to face with the most powerful mm-hmm. forsaken of all time and they say do this
0: yeah what are your options
1: pee your pants and <laughs> do what they say like you don't really have a choice uh-uh. do you if a shamiel appears to you
0: Mm-mm death maybe
1: yeah that's it die or yeah continue but I Mm -hmm. what I meant by making men a dark friend is making her a dark friend and the fact that like she chose this for herself like yeah I'm in on it but she's not in on it
0: okay okay I see what you're saying like she was kind of like an already established dark friend ahead of all of this stuff okay okay I see okay (laughs) okay 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 calm down okay
1: okay (laughs) So Nynaeve in the Arches room, she wants to know if any of it was real. And this is where they have this nice conversation between Leandrin and Nynaeve about Leandrin keeping her son hidden for 80 to 90 years. And she says, find a piece of this world that belongs to you and you hold on to it. And when it's gone, find another and then she's like, oh, by the way, there's a Shan, Shan invasion. She doesn't say that. <laughs> there's been an invasion. Shinarans were captured and an ogier and a blacksmith. Dun, dun, dun.
0: From the two rivers. Mm-hmm. Like she just like dumps all the coincidences together, air quotes her own coincidences together too. Nineveh to have her like hear what's going on.
1: I think this and is like- funny because this is clearly coming from. I would say another dark friend. This information, I think it's coming mm. from her, whoever she's in contact with, who is also Within a dark friend. Beca- yeah. Because I highly doubt that Perrin is walking around village to village and introducing himself as, like, hello, I am the blacksmith from the two rivers. <laughs> it would just be pretty funny if that word got out and, like, uh. that became the rumor, like, ah, yes. Out of all the information out there, Shinar and soldiers and Ogier and this blacksmith from the two rivers. Why?
0: I feel as though she could have left that out entirely. Yeah. And it still would have, like, been a near certainty for... Yeah, for Nynaeve to be like, then Perrin has got to be with them, too. Like, I need to get to that. Like, I don't really think we needed that extra layer because it was it was almost too much. It was almost like we had too much information. Plus, if you leave like the uncertainty in there that like maybe Perrin isn't there or maybe Perrin is in danger if he hasn't been listed, that might even increase the urgency mm-hmm. to like find out what's going on for her. Yeah,
1: she could have just said some Shinarans and a Ogier were captured, and we yeah, know that that's Perrin weird was enough. with them. Yep. Yeah. Good Regardless,
0: call. it definitely gets Nynaeve's attention. Yep. And I think this was one of the things that we had talked about before too. Is like if Rand isn't the draw, who is the draw to get them to leave the tower to get them to go Mm -hmm. to Falma? And I mean, especially with like all of these letters that Perrin has continued to write to them, like throughout the time that they've been away from each other, like their need to take care of each other, to be there for each other, has been really strongly established. And I love that it's coming into play. I'm getting shivers thinking about what's coming.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. I think mm-hmm. one of the good things, too, about this scene and, like, amping up the uncertainty of, like, is he alive? Mm-hmm. Is he dead? hmm Like you said, they are really being held together by a thread because they've lost mm-hmm. Rand, and Nynaeve mm-hmm. would definitely not let Perrin... Mm-hmm. Fall to the same circumstances, and yeah,
0: not if she can help it.
1: Yeah, smart play yeah. on Leandrin. Mm-hmm.
0: Good observation.
1: So Lan is meditating. <laughs> uh, we get a little bit more about the warder Sedai dynamic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alana receives a letter, <laughs> and it was really interesting. Like as she opens this letter, you can hear Ishamael's voice in the background speaking Mm, the old mm -hmm. tongue and you hear the words land fear and again i just want to point out that some of these actors like the man that plays a or the man that played loose theron love their portrayal of the old tongue and using Mm -hmm. kind of like Just, they're creating such a rich story. And it sounds even cooler Mm -hmm. because Ferris Ferris has a natural accent from where he's from. Mm -hmm. And to my American ears, it just makes the (laughs) old tongue sound that much cooler.
0: Agreed. Okay, so wait, does Alonda receive a letter or, like, I thought that they pulled this from Lan's saddlebags. Like, isn't this the letter that Lan took from
1: Maureen? It could be, but I don't know why Alana would be rifling through Lan's saddlebags.
0: She wasn't. It was... Yvonne? I think it was
1: Maxim. One of the warders. What was he doing?
0: My assumption is keeping an eye on him, considering what he's going through, and trying to... Like, this would be what I would think their reasoning would be. Trying to make sure that there isn't anything that they're unaware of that might indicate that Lan is in more danger than they think he is. That was my kind-hearted assumption in that moment. But I thought that they were snooping.
1: I assumed that it was word from Moraine, from Kyrian, about... Nope, that wouldn't make sense because... I'm going to have to watch this again because either Alana informed Moraine or Moraine informed Alana. But I don't know why Alana would have that information unless it was sent anonymously via someone like Varen. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm unclear. But yeah, that does make sense if it was Lan taking it. But it doesn't make sense that Lan would take it and not read it. <laughs> so.
0: Oh no, he, he had. If I remember it correctly. He had been reading it earlier in the episode and had tucked it back in his saddlebags and then later on Maxim came in and like opened his saddlebags and read it and then brought Alana in and was like there's something you need to see and then they were reading it together and I think Yvonne does the, the reading of it and it's chilling and lovely. I could be totally off on this too and like not following the scenes correctly so that's just what i remember
1: okay so either way now they know
0: yeah either way they've got this information and it is obviously very upsetting for them maxim looks like he might cry
1: it is interesting that maxim has this well whoever whoever dictates it like whoever's reading it yvonne isn't it yvonne Mm -hmm. i like that he's had you know He can dictate dark prophecy.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, really well read. It was good.
1: I just mean like he has the uh, knowledge to be able to do that. That would make him a very desirable warder, in my opinion. Mm. Mm -hmm. So uh, we move forward to Moraine and Alvaire, her sister. (laughs) Obviously, their relationship is stressed. Very. And her sister is like, look, my son is going to marry the queen. And by the way,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: control all of your eyes and ears now. So the mm-hmm. guards you talk to, everyone, they're pretty much on my payroll. You're going to yep. have tea with me right now if you want answers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well played. Well played.
0: We're having tea, damn it.
1: I, I almost. we having tea. I almost feel sorry for her son who's going to marry the queen because his mother is a force to be reckoned with. If you thought Moraine Domadred was a force to be reckoned with, the whole family. Right. (laughs)
0: Right. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased. Again, really good character development on this part because we get like the whole Damadred name being mud and like the things that she had to go through and now here she is and her son's going to marry the queen like up down up and she's like you are not gonna mess with that i control it all you have to ask me
1: and have tea yeah i'm curious now if they are going to make barthanas moraine's nephew oh wow which would mean getting rid of guldrian yes which hurts my heart because Tom doing a little assassination on (laughs) royalty really gets me going. That's such a fun plot.
0: (laughs) Okay, what if her son is Galdrian?
1: Well. Is that possible? No, because there's already a queen, so Galdrian shouldn't exist, should he?
0: Well, okay, so here was my thinking on it, is like if we have the assassination of Tom, of the king of Kyrian, and I mean, depending on how Kyrian does their ruling status, I'm not sure I'm sure this is really important. I'm not sure if he would come up as like a prince consort or if he would receive the status of king and they would be king and queen. Who? Um Who are we talking about? Like when, when the queen gets married. So we don't have the name of like the son yet. Right, I'm just right, but considering but like Galdry- the changes. Sorry, go but ahead. But Goldrian
1: is the king in the books, right? Right. So he's the ruling monarch. If there's a queen, there's already a ruling monarch.
0: But if she's getting married, there would be a king,
1: which would be Barthanas. Still be. I'm saying if Barthanas (laughs) is taking over the Guldrian role. Okay. Should I rewind and explain? No, no,
0: no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm just. Do you want to rewind and explain? I, I'm, I'm just thinking, so I think my, my thought process was if we want to somehow keep a King Galdrian and if we want to have the assassination from Tom, it could be possible to make uh, Aver's son Galdrian, who when he gets married becomes king in Kyrian because he's married a queen. And that was where I was like, I don't know for sure if that's what they do. But then you could still have a ruling monarch that could be Galdrian, that could be assassinated by right.
1: Tom. Well, Barthanus is a Domadrid, so he would make the most sense to be the son. That's true.
0: That's true. And what is... Galdrian's house name is what? Because I always
1: forget. Uh, Rioton.
0: Okay, that's right.
1: I think okay. Book Barthanas he's more down the line relative of Moraine. Like, mm-hmm. I think like a distant
0: cousin. Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like not really given close relationship bond. But if
1: we go on the book information of Barthanas, small spoiler alert, cover your ears if you don't want to hear, Barthanas mm-hmm. being a dark friend, when that is found out, can you imagine if it's Moraine who has to do the deed and kill?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it would definitely add like an additional layer of emotion and nuance and storytelling to the moment. What? Would, because be against it.
1: Moraine's sister was like, you're not, after all of this work that I've done in rebuilding our family mm-hmm. house, or our family house, our family name and our house. You're not going to stroll up in here and ruin it. You're not going to do something Mm -hmm. and make all of my work for nothing. And I could imagine something like that happening. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of amp up the oh shit. Drama. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean also like talking about reasons for becoming a dark friend and thinking like it's going to be way down the line that you might have to do anything anyway. Like maybe this Barthanis is... A dark friend for power and not as much of a dark friend for, like, the sake of being a dark friend. Right. Right. So it's possible, especially when, like, Avera is talking about what she's had to go through to get to this point where her son is going to marry into (gasps) the ruling house. What? Ooh. what? What if her
1: sister is the dark friend? And that's how she's got things in control and fixed the family name. That's how she came back into power. What if that? That
0: would be a really good
1: twist. <laughs> it would. It would.
0: I'm just like, I'm pondering it because I'm like, like, this is so silly, but I like her already. And I would love to like just have her be in this position because she's all grit and determination. And no one's going to help her, not even the dark one. Simultaneously, it would be really fun if that's I mean as far as like storytelling goes if that's the direction they take
1: yeah they have a lot of opportunities with this family to really throw in a Mm curveball so I'm excited to see what Mm -hmm. comes of it Mm -hmm. speaking of Kyrian Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. is waiting for Matt and Kyrian that seems really weird that men in a talk about Mm -hmm. taking Matt to Kyrian
0: I'm going to guess This is based off of the trailer where Matt's, like, sitting across from the dagger and he's, like, pushing himself away from it. Pot and Fane, maybe? Maybe the dagger? Mm.
2: (laughs) Hmm.
0: And I'm also wondering, like, is this where Rand and Matt are going to start traveling together again?
1: That would be cool.
0: It would be. Like, Matt and Rand are together traveling from Kyrian to palma in the books Ooh. yes what are you ooing? i want to know
1: well this could be the convergence point for mm-hmm. everyone except for the women
0: that's what i'm thinking lan
1: hears the dark mm-hmm. prophecy he runs to kyrian yep matt shows up because he's awaiting his fate mm-hmm. we're gonna have Whatever is going on with Moraine and her sister and Barthanas and the queen, like, there's going to be a cool, mm-hmm. cool Kyrian plot next episode, mm-hmm. I bet.
0: Mm. Do you think we're going to get a royal wedding?
1: You know, Tracy? What? I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope that be so amazing? that would be so Wouldn't good that be cool? we
0: haven't gotten I mean think about just that <laughs> we're going a mile a minute tiny, <laughs> I I just it would be so cool <laughs> that one scene that one Kyrian and nobility scene the costumes the setting everything if they did that for just one scene for like the small party moment could you imagine a royal wedding
1: right right
0: <sighs> that'd be cool there's, They'll probably do it off-scene. <laughs>
1: no. I hope <laughs> not. I hope not. I hope not. Because we haven't gotten very much of the Dusty Mar either, except for these small right. moments Ooh, at the yeah. party. So we've got to work that yeah. in somewhere, and everyone's going to have to converge somewhere. And I think...
0: Rand's going to go, and Matt's going to have to play his servant <gasps> at the royal wedding. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's got the wardrobe for it. They don't even have to give him anything new because they haven't. Just would be Rand's servant, just like in the books.
1: I mean, we know Barthanas cast. We haven't seen him yet. We will have to get more from this story. Mm-hmm. And from behind the scenes stuff, we know that Rand, Moraine, and Lan are at least traveling together. We don't know if yeah. Matt is a part of that, but... It would make sense if it's somehow they mm-hmm. cross paths and they all go to Falma together. But I could see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lan needing to get this dark. No, Moraine already knows about the prophecy. She already knows about mm-hmm. Lanfear. But I could see Lan getting to her to make sure that she's not in trouble.
0: Yeah, and being like, I, I, we should be together.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. exciting
0: it is exciting it's exciting do you think okay so if matt's gonna be in kyrian and rand's in kyrian Moraine and leanne are in kyrian is there a possibility of portal stone action outside of kyrian
1: i do because in that earlier episode with men she sees matt killing rand mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's any way that you can work that scene in somewhere without it being like a Mask of Mirrors type scenario where like someone's playing Rand. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like Portal Stone or some like plot that's playing the Portal Stone plot. So we don't have to have like the actual Mm -hmm. Portal Stone. But something like Mm -hmm. that would make sense.
0: I agree. It's hopeful. It's hopeful. Yeah. In so many ways, this is still Robert Jordan's way of putting a story together is like laying all these lines out and then weaving them all together towards the end for this just like fantastic finale. Robert Jordan finales are so good. I enjoy them. And I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this one.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So this is my pretty much my only complaint with this episode. Mm hmm. I'm still unsure of what Ishamael is doing with Matt, Mm -hmm. with Perrin and like letting them go. You know? He has Matt right there in the inn, in the tavern. What does he want with them? He's not killing them. What is he doing with them? He let Perrin escape. I want to know what his end game is.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking about it in book terms too. Ishamayel's goal is not necessarily killing Rand at least Perrin and Matt he seems to have less of an attachment to keeping alive but for Rand it seems like he'd rather like kind of switch him and have him be on his team as opposed to killing him right so maybe leaving Perrin and Matt alive like because they're Teverin, would pose as like a, a draw for Rand to pull Rand where Shamaya wants to be in a way that, like, is most efficient for him, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that does make sense. I'm just trying to understand. Ishmael doesn't need Matin Perrin. He needs Rand. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you take out the strongest Taviran of all time, that helps the Dark One immensely, you know?
0: (laughs) Sure does,
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm still curious. I'm not saying that this is a complaint because it doesn't make sense and I don't like it. I'm saying that I haven't been able to piece things out yet, and that's my complaint. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha, I hear you. Where does that put us for the episode, though?
1: Elaine and Egwene are having a drink. Nynaeve comes in. She's like, yo, I'm leaving. Our friends are in danger, and Egwene's like, hey, I'm coming to that line from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they go through a basement. Leandrin shows up. Well, Elaine shows up, then Leandrin shows up. She's like, you're a complication. Mm -hmm. And then knocks them out with the one power is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Not saying they can't get back up, but they got throttled pretty hard.
0: Yes, they did. And she says, I'm truly sorry for this. Mm -hmm. Is she? I haven't quite decided if Leandrin being Black Aja in the TV show also means that she is attached to the three oaths or she is not. And so I'm just like, how far do I take this idea that you can't lie? Has Leandron said that she can't lie? I mean even okay, she could say that if she could lie too.
1: I think hmm. I think that there's the possibility that she's lying, but I also think it would make sense if she truly doesn't want to be doing this. I think it would make her a more interesting character if we get backstory on, like, why she became a dark friend and if they're holding something over her. Like I said, maybe it has something to do with her son. Maybe, you know, there's a secret she's trying to protect. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's hoping that her son can live forever and she wants someone to heal him. And Mm -hmm. there's many options of things that she could be trying to want and trying to get from mm-hmm. the side of the shadow and maybe she doesn't have terrible motives.
0: I think that that's absolutely possible. It's one of those things where what Min's going through in her dream and she's being kind of pushed in a certain direction by a Forsaken. Like I feel as though Lyndron is potentially also in that category. She's not despicable. Like the book
1: Landrin is. Yeah.
0: At least so far.
1: We don't know. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I like her so much better in the TV show. I think I've, I've just liked her. I've liked her since season one, but season two Landrin is just killing it. Really enjoying it.
1: So let's see here. If we move on, we have Rand and Celine outside taking a nap, and then we have a fade <laughs> attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was he channeling or was she channeling?
0: He was channeling.
1: Okay.
0: I'm saying that fairly confidently, but yeah, I think so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. That would also make sense Mm -hmm. if Celine was channeling and was like, Mm -hmm. he thought it was him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh that's such a manly thing to do like oh yes took care of right, the problem yeah. she's d- of course i totally did she's that dusting herself off behind him
0: <laughs> yes right you did yeah, great she's like,
1: oh. you're doing great you sweetie
0: magnificent <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but he does say you know like yeah. it comes out that he loves her and this yeah. is a big moment for them then we move was there anything you wanted to say about this scene
0: The only thing that really stood out to me was his comment that she was the first woman to see him as a man. And I mean, that's that's a validating experience is to be seen as an adult, not just as like a boy who's become an adult and you still see the boy in the adult. So like part of it is nice. Part of it feels kind of creepy, too. I don't know. I still haven't quite decided how I feel about this whole Celine Rand thing. Made me think about it more.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we move to Alana, prophecy in the old tongue about Lanvir. The seal is broken. She's in our world again. Mm-hmm. Then we move to Rand and Celine getting busy. And this is my biggest question for this episode. She's mm-hmm. sitting on top of him and she's like, I have to tell you something. Mm hmm. I'm a monster too. And she's referring back to him, Mm -hmm. you know, being a channeler, him thinking he's a monster. She says, I'm a monster too. Mm -hmm. And she does what? Mm -hmm. She like shimmers? What is happening? I don't know. I cannot figure out what she was about to do. And I'm. Right. I'm so annoyed. Is this. Was she going to reveal her true form? What? Like, was she using Mask of Mirrors? Was the Celine that we've seen? Not how she really Not looks.
0: The yeah. I don't know because I have the same questions. I went back and I watched that scene kind of on repeat for a little bit because it just, like, it looks as though her body is changing somehow, mm-hmm. but I can't tell if it's, like, a CG effect or if it's just how she's, like, moving her body and the angle of the camera and whatnot, like, is she about to channel? Is she channeling and we can't see it? Which would be weird because it seems as though so far we can always see it when someone is channeling. So I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know.
1: I think we might get another look of landfear. We might have another potential actress.
0: Oh, interesting. Another actress. Right? Mm, that would be wild. Right? That would be wild.
1: I wouldn't hate that.
0: Yeah, it would be like totally in line with Landfear as a character as we know her.
1: Mm-hmm. Because Celine makes her, Lanfear makes herself look younger with Celine. Right. They don't have to change actress or change how she looks.
0: No, but it sure seems like they were leaning towards that. I mean, I can't imagine that Lanfear being Landfear, <laughs> like she was going to change into like the goopy blood version of herself from the beginning of the episode just to be like, I can be gross and creepy too. Right. I don't think that's the direction that they're going to take with that. Like, if anything, I think Lanphier likes to overaw with, like, I mean, especially book Lanphier with her beauty, with her looks. That's a big thing for her.
1: Agreed. We will have to wait and find out.
0: Yeah, but Moraine coming in and stabbing her and then slitting her throat and then just tossing her body off the bed. I just, okay, if she
1: can't, Moraine says, he's like, you killed her, and she's like, Trust me, I can't kill her. Nope.
2: If can't kill if her, if you
1: saber through the chest and slit her throat, how do you kill a forsaken? How? Fire? Like decapitation? Uh, um, oh, like balefire. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, does this mean that we're gonna potentially get early version of balefire? Well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be early, early, mm. but it's a possibility.
0: It is, it is. I definitely, uh, I think decapitation is usually at least effective at limiting someone's ability to do things. So if not Balefire, I can certainly see like a bit of a beheading taking the place of that possibly. But no, you're right. How do you kill a Forsaken in that situation?
1: Questions. Questions.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: Should we wrap it up here?
0: Yeah, that's a great question to land on. I am so excited for episode five. Like I'm be sitting rubbing my hands together in front of my TV. <laughs> Just that's all I'm gonna do for the next few months. Better because I better moisturize.
1: <laughs> With that, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your theories. Mm. And we will be back mm. later. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community.
0: Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes.
1: We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalan.